Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well, losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash I do. That's ro.co slash I-D-O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's row.co slash I do. Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real. Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do for an exclusive 35% off because every mom deserves a good night's sleep. And with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. Welcome to IDoPodcast.com, where fun and inspiring relationship experts, therapists, and couples share tips and advice that will help lead you to a fulfilling and happy relationship. Let their guidance illuminate your path to happiness. Are you ready to create lasting love? And now, your hosts, Chase and Sarah. 
Hey guys, before we start our interview today, we just wanted to thank everybody who tuned in to listen to our first episode back. We had record downloads, so thank you so much. Also, for those of you who checked out our first post-show recap, we wanted to let you know that we changed our channel name on YouTube from I Do Podcast to Chase and Sarah. So uh, if you go to I Do Podcast and it's not there, that is why. But we have included that on uh, the show notes page for each interview. At the bottom, it will have our post-show recap. So please check that out. We've had some awesome feedback so far. So thank you so much. And that's it for today. So here we go. Hello, everyone. Today we have Melissa Ledger with us. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're so excited to have you on the show. Thank you. I'm excited too. Melissa Ledger is the author of the upcoming book, Gumball Love. The Gumball Love concept teaches women how to get their power back by filtering out the bad guys. With this revolutionary concept, women are finally able to see how many great men are truly out there. In the process, women discover they are enough and date without the fear of rejection or falling for another Mr. Wrong. We've given our listeners just a little overview, so take a minute, tell us about yourself and the gumball love concept, and why you enjoy helping people uh, find love in relationships. Yes, absolutely. So I came up with this concept, starting out first by realizing I continue to choose the wrong men over and over again, and it was literally the first words out of my mouth to my therapist when he said, why are you here? And I said, I choose the wrong men. I need to know why. And I started on a journey, and about a year into it, I heard an attorney, and it's kind of a long story, but he said to a girl, one of his clients, he said, every time you put in a quarter, every time he puts in a quarter, you give him a gumball, stop giving him gumballs. And it was a couple, they were fighting, they were going through a divorce. And I remember that stuck with me. And it was one of those moments where life slowed down. And I was in the car with my sister, she was telling me the story. And I thought, this is a couple fighting. So why was why were her texts received as rewards in a fight. I didn't understand what he meant and that that concept just kind of stayed with me. And what it what it has evolved into today is that some people are putting in quarters to get gumballs, which the gumball represents attention, while other people are actually investing in you and building a connection and a foundation that that eventually becomes intimacy that eventually becomes a true bond and and actually able to have healthy attachment and what i was seeing with this gumball concept and and sometimes like it can be more confusing than it really is but there are people out there that are just looking for a quick fix and a lot of women out there that are dating or they're even in relationships you tend to feel like you can't keep your guy happy. He's always looking for the next high, something that's a little bit more exciting. So what I've defined in this concept is that it really becomes a formula. And all of my clients, as I'm coaching them, I just told one of my coaching clients that I feel like I'm talking about the same guy over and over again. Because once you identify someone who is always looking for attention, they might be narcissistic, they might have those tendencies, but the gumball love concept quickly helps you identify if someone really is connecting with you and getting to know you, or if they are just looking for attention. Because when someone's looking for attention, 
the relationships always start really great in the beginning because it's really fun and exciting and all, everything is new, infatuation, chemistry. And what I teach my girls, especially, and I have a lot of guy followers as well because they run into what we call the gumball girl or the gumball guy. And these are those people that are, they love that intensity. They love romance. They love the chemistry and the excitement. But when that wears off, they tend to not have the tools necessary to go the long haul and be able to settle into everyday life and still be loyal and committed and talk about and and go through things like a death in the family or losing a job and all the real life things that can happen. They tend to lose interest, pull away. And this is when cheating starts to happen. And and, and even when this is happening, there, there's such an intensity in the beginning with a lot of these relationships that so many women hang on to this guy for so much longer than they need to because they, they're like, but it was so great in the beginning, but, but we had this and we had that and they don't see the cycle. And so what, I'm, what I've tried to expose is the cycle of this, this is the formula and if they fit into this and all of a sudden it's like they, they follow it almost to a T where it's exciting, it's intense, then they start to pull away, they become moody, they're not contacting you as much, you're, you're, can, you're, and you don't feel that calm and that comfort and the trust that you once felt so strongly before. I love it and, and the analogy is good and, and it's kind of with the gumball, it, it seems like it's, it's very surface level that if if you're always taking from the relationship, you know, taking putting the quarter in and taking the gumball, but you're not building it up and putting to go with the analogy, putting more gumballs in, then then uh, you're going to run out, and and it's not good to just always be taking. Exactly, exactly. And what I teach is that the gumball. Gumballs are nice because it can be a compliment. It can be, um, you know, a nice gesture. It can be, it's something that expires though. If someone says you're so beautiful, that's great, but it is kind of like a gumball. Like I can't live on compliments. It, you, you have to, it's almost like trying to get satisfied with eating candy. You just can't, you have to have things that are sustainable. And those are things like commitment and, uh, trust and reliability and consistency. And those are the things that, that aren't there. So you're right. It is always taking, and I, I try not to, sometimes this, the gumball love concept has been my, my greatest asset and also my biggest enemy because it's people can take the gumball thing and, and make it mean so many things. But what I really want people to, to look at is say, is this person always seeking things that are temporary and once those things wear off, they're always wanting more. And if if I can't, if they cannot be satisfied with just me, then I, I cannot be manufacturing a new exciting thing for them all the time. And I, I always use this example like a family function. When you bring a gumball guy to a family function, he is almost like a, a child having a temper tantrum. They they really loathe these types of experiences because They're typically not interested in investing in family. They're bored. They're moody. They're that guy that sits at the table and doesn't really talk, doesn't get to know your family, your friends, where a a good guy is excited to go to those things with you or goes with the flow or maybe it's not the most exciting wedding, but he knows this is part of life and he sits at the table and gets to know people. There's, There's a natural fit there where when you're with somebody who's like, what's in it for me, checking their watch, how long do we have to be here, I'm bored. And then 
so many of my clients, they have this guy held up so high, yet when they want to introduce them to the people that are most important to them, they get this different version because the attention and focus isn't all on him. And so then their heart gets broken a little bit. So then you start avoiding those functions. You start you start making your life all about everything, all the lights kind of focus on him instead of getting to know each other's families and, and understanding that you're not just an individual when you come into a relationship. You have parents, you have grandparents, you have siblings, you have friends, and your lives need to merge. And each person needs to be a part of those lives. And if they resist that, it's because there's not enough entertainment value. There's not enough excitement. And so they tend to get antsy. And I remember going to family functions and I would set up gumballs throughout the function. The he'll talk to this person and he'll like this because they both play golf. And then maybe I can get this person to talk to him about this, or maybe he, they'll, you know, play golf or they'll do this. Like I, I remember trying to make sure that my guy would be okay at all these functions because it was up to me to keep him happy. And we can slip into this very easily. It's, it's like, it almost sounds ridiculous talking about it when you're the outside looking in, but when you're in this and you feel like you've fallen in love with somebody and this behavior starts, it's slow. It's day by day, function by function. You try to get through it. You try to blow it off. You dismiss it. But as it continues to happen, that's like the slow breakdown. And, and eventually you're kind of sacrificing yourself and, and, and your needs, because then your focus all becomes directed to him. Yeah, and, and it's like, it's not a long-term solution. That might be exciting in, in the short term. And, and like you said, you know, it, it's an exciting relationship, but, but it's very surface level. And then when it gets down to it, when you want to bring him home to the family or her and, and, and have a a lasting, meaningful relationship. It's like you're trying to work at the party just to set them up to talk to the right person, and and that's not healthy, you know. And and like too much work. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just not what a healthy relationship is about. And and that kind of leads us into. I really want to just focus in. You've talked about it a lot, um, really. But uh, the the topic, the main theme in in for our listeners today is is he Mr. Right or Mr. Wrong, or it could be Miss Right or Miss Wrong, because this applies, can apply to both sexes. So a lot of the things you already said can help our listeners determine if if this is Mr. Right. I think if if you got to set them up for every conversation at a party with your family, that's probably not Mr. Right, huh? Exactly, exactly. And I could, the, the number one quality, I say for all of my guys and girls to look for is calm. There should be a sense of calm and peace. Actually, John Gottman, who you guys are probably familiar with that he has, he has the most researched formula of how to, how to figure out if a couple is going to make it. And he, they actually hooked up electrodes to the brains of these couples and they asked them questions and the healthiest couples were the most calm because they didn't have anxiety about having their relationship questioned or having, you know, being under the microscope, so to speak. They had a calm because there's a security there. And calm is, I think, in a lot of areas, knowing who you are and being secure in yourself. So as a woman, we need to come to the table knowing who we are and being confident in ourselves. We don't have to be at this amazing position of arrival. You don't have to be perfect. But I, I think a lot of girls 
don't walk away fast enough when when the guy clearly isn't quality we tend to stick around and think we can change it and that's the one thing that i've learned if i'm not getting what i need and i know that this person isn't going to be long-term quality that it's not up to me to try to produce change and man did I try to produce change with so many relationships and work on it and work on it. But at the end, through therapy, I realized I was doing all the work and and you can't do all the work. So the right person puts in effort and there's not a mystery of when they're going to call, when they're going to ask you out, if you're going to have plans for the weekend, you're not being ignored, you're not being disrespected. And I ask all happily married couples if there was ever a time when their significant other really disrespected them or called them a name or ignored them. And I just, it almost like annoys me because the the looks on their faces, they, they kind of, they ponder it. They think about it like, huh, let me think. I don't, I don't know. It's like this big mysterious question. And it just, it's like, I get a kick out of it every time because you know, women in bad relationships can be like, oh yeah, he said this, he said this, he said this. But what I, I just, I feel like I have this special gift to see who healthy couples are and listening to your podcast. I was like, oh yeah, I'll do this podcast. Cause I can tell these people are quality. Like you, I can just hear it in, in the calmness and this, the, the confidence in your voices and, and, and your hearts. Like, I mean, it gets down to being secure in yourself and, and like I said, knowing who you are and where you want to go, because I feel like a lot of people that are not Mrs. Right or not Miss Right or Mr. Right, they just don't know where they're going. They don't have a purpose. And so they're jumping from relationship to relationship, trying to make themselves feel better. And that's kind of what the gumballs represent. Give me another fix. Tell me, like my sister has the best line. Tell me how great I am so I can love myself more. And I, I think they're in the relationships to get, to be able to love themselves. And for a while, they feel great. But then they don't feel that anymore. And then they pull away, which is heart-wrenching to the other person. But once you can break that cycle and you can really identify, and that that is my mission, is to get my all my people to be laser focused and recognize the signs so that you can date and not be worried. You don't have to date and be so scared that you're going to end up with the wrong person. Because once you can really see those identifiers and you get really confident and knowing, yep, I'm going to walk away, even though this person isn't horrible, they're not the person I want to marry. And so I can feel confident to say, I'm so sorry, but I'm going to have to move on. And you know, I wish you the best. And it doesn't have to be this long drawn out two-year process. So kind of a long answer, but yeah, no, no, I, I think that's so valuable. And I, there's, you know, I know girlfriends just off the top of my head that are in that same situation where it's, it's almost like a vicious cycle where if, 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 if it's not this guy, it's the next guy. And, and they're just continuing to just fall in the hole of a, like your typical gumball uh, scenario, like you're saying. So Really being able to understand that he's Mr. Wrong, I think, would benefit them so much faster than going through the situation each time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think for somebody who is listening, who may be wondering if they're dating Mr. Right or Mr. Wrong, what would you say would be the, the like first big red flag that he's Mr. Wrong? 
I have four areas that I identify. Number one, he doesn't prioritize you with his time. You feel like you come in second, third, or fourth place. Where you used to come in first place all the time, you feel like you're second or third. And you spend a lot of time not knowing, is he going to respond to me? Or you, you sit in fear a lot too of, am I going to get his time? Uh, the communication. So it's time, communication. Communication becomes strained. And I talk a lot about intimacy because I got to a point in my research where I really studied intimacy and I just felt dumb for never researching it more. I was like, why haven't I, this is the, this is the main thing. Like this is the number one ingredient. It's like not having flour in a cake. If you don't have intimacy and, and, and I would, people think of sex when you say intimacy, they think of closeness. They don't really think of it. And I always say like, I am so close to my sister that I can say anything to her, no matter what it is. And her opinion of me will be exactly the same the next minute because our relationship is so close that it's like there's there's nothing that's off the table. And that is the feeling we need to have with our significant other. And so the top signs are all of a sudden there he's not spending time with you or you feel like a low priority. His communication is off and it's it's where you don't feel comfortable anymore. You don't feel confident. You feel scared. You feel like, I remember being with a girlfriend who said, oh, you've got to wait for the right time to bring these things up and you've got to be really careful. And there was all this walking on eggshells. And then I talked to my other friends and I would even ask their husbands and they would just think that was ridiculous. Like what? No, you shouldn't. You should never be in fear of speaking to the one person you're going to spend the rest of your life with. That's the person you should be the least afraid to speak to. And, and that relationship, usually what I've seen in almost every case is it trumps a sister, mother, father relationship. Like your significant other becomes number one in your life and the place that you want to go to first. So when you feel like you go from being on the same page to all of a sudden he's texting one word answers, you're saying, is everything okay? And you get a yup. And that's it. It's like, what does yup mean? All of a sudden I'm being, you know, like all, all of a sudden the answers get cold and you know, I'm a pretty strong woman, but when I'm in love with a guy and I get a yup, I sit in fear because I, I don't, I don't want it to be a fight. I don't want it to be over. I don't want him to not like me anymore. I'm, I feel scared. So I, I remember sitting there looking at my phone so many times, like, what do I say to that? Am I overreacting? I feel afraid, you know, you call 10 friends and get an opinion and call your guy friends. And what does this mean? And, you know, and it, it just, I have learned it does not have to be that hard and it never should be that hard. If it's that hard and you're having that much gut ache over it, that's not, that is not okay. And that is a huge, huge revelation. This behavior is not okay. And I think we make excuses because we don't know that we can say, look, this isn't working for me. So if this is the way you are going to act, then that's the way you're going to act. But, and we also don't look at him and say, he was great, but now this is how he's acting. So I'm going to observe that and make a decision as to, is this what I want to deal with? Not, not let's go to counseling and see if you can change your behavior, but let's see what he does without any coaching. And is that, is that enough for me? Because you really can't coach character. It's either there or it's not. So if, all the lovey-dovey, schmoopy-schmoopy stuff was there in the beginning. And when that fizzled out, 
he shows a lack of character. That's something that would take so long to change in a person that you don't want to take that on. But we take it on because we're so caught up in it, we don't understand the uphill battle that we have. So it's time, it's communication, his mood changes, he becomes unpredictable. And we should never be sitting in fear of what mood we're going to get. And also his affection. I've noticed that the, the level of affection, if you know your hand isn't held anymore, he doesn't take the time to hug you, to, to be there for you. Um, a lot of guys will show, you know, if you have a death in your family, they don't show up to the funeral. They, they're not there to be the shoulder to cry on. You're sitting in a hospital room and your guy makes, makes an excuse of why he can't be there. And so many women go through these situations and then they say, well, he's just not a, this kind of a guy. He's not, he's not a serious kind of guy. He doesn't like, he doesn't like death. He doesn't like these situations. And, you know, everybody gets a pass in a certain area, but we can't give him a pass so much where we're basically in the relationship by ourselves. So those are my top four areas, time, communication, his mood, and affection. When those get erratic and you feel like you're working to get get that back, those are things you shouldn't have to work on getting another person to do. Yeah, and and I think that's really valuable to our listeners because, you know, we only get one chance at this life and if you're wasting it with someone mm-hmm like this that that is just not invested in 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 you and for the right reasons for a long-term relationship you're wasting your time and that's time that you could be with someone else that that not that person not that kind of personality that's a fulfilling and and happy relationship and it doesn't you know that the end goal is not we got to get married it certainly Mm -hmm. You know, you want to have a, a lasting, long relationship, but if if it's if it's someone like you're describing, then you got to get out of that. And and I would ask you if they're showing these signs, how long? Obviously, like initially, that's going to be a problem, and you want to deal with it. How much do you want to deal with it? How long do you wait to 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 leave that? relationship if if they're showing these signs of lacking that the four areas that that you spoke about that's the million dollar question because when i'm coaching clients it's so difficult for them to just up and leave to see the signs and to feel confident that there you know there's all those other things that come in the memories the time the investment Am I going to find somebody better? And I think a lot of people settle because they think they're not going to find anything better. They think I'm, I'm getting too old. I want to have children. And so they settle and they, or they think all guys are jerks and I'd rather be with the devil I know than the devil I don't know. And what I realized is that the, what I call the gumball guy, he comes on really strong and he's, He's so charismatic in the beginning that he's almost like it's so intense and it's so like this white hot experience that when you are a girl, like I was a girl that was attracted to this over and over again, it took me a while to be attracted to what was normal and healthy 
because the gumball guy is everywhere. He's the player, he's the narcissist, he's the charismatic guy. And so it takes a, it takes a while to really teach yourself what it should look like. And I'm so glad I found you guys because listening to someone like you, Chase, who is saying these, the things that all women need to hear, like every woman needs to have a sound, even just one man who's good, who's nurturing to a wife. Like I, I can't, I started to seek this out and I started to see how the women that I loved in my life were treated by their husbands. And I really hadn't paid that close attention before. And I, I would have normally overlooked that thinking their relationships are boring or I didn't, I don't know. I just, I guess I wasn't really thinking about it. I pictured having this romantic experience where I'd be swept off my feet and, you know, I don't know. Like I think we all kind of, we all still have this Disney princess vision of what love is supposed to be. And so it's, it's a, it's kind of coming down out of the clouds and, really seeing that good, healthy men may not give you the mountaintop experience every other day, but they're going to be there when grandma dies. They're going to, they're going to take care of the babies. They're going to change the diapers as the baby yells. They're going to do the work with you. And that becomes way sexier than any romantic dinner because I have seen my cousins who are like sisters to me all marry great men and, you know, I, I've noticed like, wow, this is really just Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm looking for a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday guy, not a Saturday night guy. Because Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday pays the bills, plans for your financial future, goes to visit the family, can deal with annoying relatives. And, you know, all of the things that life brings, you need a life partner. You don't need a ro necessarily this, but I, the romance part gets so interwoven into that picture. And I believe that a lot of us that are with gumball guys, we are so hung up in that romantic beginning. And we think that guy is coming back. And we don't realize that guy is dead. That was a fake. That was a guy high on the gumballs. And now he's, he's gone. And now you see the real guy. But it's reconciling who I thought I fell in love with, with who's in front of me today and, and what is, what do I really have? And then seeing the reality is really painful and it takes a different amount of time for everybody. And so I even try to educate my married friends and, and follow, I have lots of married people that follow me just to coach single people in their lives with this concept. And it does give them a little bit more patience because it's hard for people they're in love. They are invested. Even though the guy may not be invested or the girl, if it's a vice versa situation, even if the other person doesn't love them like you know they should be loved, it's still hard for them to downshift out of that transition and say, okay, I guess this isn't really who I thought it was. And so what I tell my clients to do, and if you're listening to this right now, sometimes the only thing you can do is observe. And it sounds weak, but it's actually where the power will start to shift. Because once you look at his behavior or her behavior, and you stop trying to save the relationship or fix everything, you just kind of take your hands off the wheel and see where the car goes. 
it's eye opening. And when you start saying, is this person putting in a quarter to get a gumball? How are they manipulating me to just constantly give them attention and keep them satisfied? Is there any investment in me? Is there a care of who I am as an individual? Because, I mean, I see my happy couples that their spouses will see that they're struggling with their career and they can sit down and over dinner and really talk about where they want to go in their career and maybe they need to change jobs and maybe they need to sacrifice for a little bit to give that person a chance to start a new business. That's the partner where the gumball guys like you don't want to start a new business. You wouldn't be any good at that. They get put down. They, but eventually you get beat down. And I think that's also why it's difficult for people to leave because their confidence has been compromised. So the best thing I think you can do if you're going through it or you're helping somebody go through it is build them up instead of focusing on the bad guy or the bad girl, try to get them to focus on things that make them happy and they'll start to see that. And if you're going through it, focusing on things that make you happy is really difficult to do when you're with somebody who's sucking the life out of you. Yeah. And that's great advice to really zero in Try to figure out if you are in a good, healthy relationship with the right person. So kind of mm-hmm. taking a step back, taking that accounting, the personal accounting. Are you happy? Is the other person making you happy? And if the answer is no, you really need to examine uh, your relationship going forward and maybe get out of that relationship. Absolutely. And and if you're wanting children, the last person you want to have children with is someone who's focused on themselves. Because I, I have seen extreme cases where the guy or the girl becomes jealous of the child because then the child demands all the attention. One of my friends said, the last thing you want to do with a bad relationship is have a child because you'll put something in between you. Instead, she said, it, it will, it will yeah. tear you apart. That's before not going to fix together. anything. Yeah, it doesn't fix anything. And, and it makes, it creates a, uh, I mean, children are a lot of work and y- you have to have somebody that's, that understands that. And there are so many fantastic men that will take you on dates and will respect you, but they are not going to come on at a hundred miles an hour. And a lot of us girls need to get used to a slower approach because it's a more respectful. We're not going to get complimented 10 times during the date. He will actually sit there and get to know you and he won't have to see you the following evening and every day that week and text you all day long. I mean, great guys have lives. And so they're looking for independent women that they can see as a partner that can hold her own. So it, I think that my followers definitely have a transition because I know they do because I had to do it. I had to get this mindset reprogrammed. And now I look at movies like Twilight or Fifty Shades of Grey or even romantic comedies like Sleepless in Seattle. I feel like a guy kind of making fun of it because it's so unrealistic. (laughs) And now I see it. I'm like, yeah, that just doesn't happen in real life. And it's a cute story, but it really is so far from what actually happens. And I feel like true love, real life true love is so much better than a Hollywood romance portrayal because it's someone that's really invested in you and cares about you and loves you, whether you're ugly, pretty, 
you've gained weight, you've lost weight, you've lost your job. Like if, if a person can love you through all of that, then that's so much sexier than some riding off into the sunset moment. Cause those are just so few and far between. And, and it, I always feel like when I paint this picture, it sounds so bleak. Like some people are like, so Melissa is, is marriage boring. And I'm sure you guys talk about this because, um, I have discovered that most of my happy couples are not bored at all and they enjoy life and they're the happiest people I know. Um, but it's, they don't have Hollywood expectations from either of them because I think there's equal expectation on both sides. If you walk in expecting Hollywood, that's a lot for a girl to live up to. And it's a lot for a guy to live up to. Yeah. And it's not real life. Real life is messy. Real life is uh, diapers and (laughs) when you have kids and, and everything else. So I I think that's, that's really valuable to recognize. Yeah. And on on a, on a side note, like you said, most married couples are not bored. There's, we've, mentioned in so many other podcasts too of ways to keep keep the romance alive and how to continue to date your partner so if anyone is listening and and interested in that topic too we have tons of information on that and that's such a fun topic too is dating your partner and how to keep the spark alive so important in a marriage yes absolutely and having a partner that's willing to work on that with you is amazing when people ask me about the five love languages i always say if you have a partner that cares what your love language is, brilliant. But you can't you can't hand the five love languages to a gumball person and expect them to start speaking in your language because their language is attention. So they're not they're not going to see what you're talking about. But when you have another individual and this is where sometimes I've been talking to married people or people in relationships and they've they feel like it's gone stagnant and when I tell them things like this, they say, man, I I really do have a good guy. He does listen to me and he does care about me and he does help around the house and they can kind of start to take it for granted a little bit like we all can do. And so I feel like this message also just brings awareness like, Hey, if you've, if you've got a guy that's, you know, that can, that's there for you and you have a good partner, you have something to work with. And that's not something you walk away from because it's not just out there, you know, there's not just tons of great guys just waiting around. I mean, they're, they are hard to find. And I think great women are hard to find. So it's, you know, uh, it's definitely in God's timing and we have to have faith in that and not be in a hurry and definitely not settle. I mean, I did an Instagram post. There's, there's nothing more hopeless than settling for a bad relationship. It just, that to me is way more giving up hope than, yeah, it's just your your happiness level for for the rest of your life yeah. depends on it. Yeah. So this is kind of an off-branch question of what we've been talking about, but I feel yeah. like some people would kind of be wondering this. The gumball guys, do they ever change or are they just that's their personality and they're going to have to find somebody that will just deal with that for the rest of their lives or do they find when do they change when they find their their soulmate or the person. Do you have any experience with that? Uh, it really depends on the severity of the, I, I feel like this is an addiction. There are actual brain uh, studies where there is a, the reward center is lit up when you're getting attention and certain people can seek that as uh, like as a drug. And so 
if you know you really have to base it on your guy and or your girl and see what they rely on as their source of um how their where their self-esteem is coming from if your self-esteem is coming from gumballs you always have to have a source and so what i the way i answer that is i think some can change but they still will be high risk I would liken it to dating a drug addict, a former drug addict. Some people can beat it. They can walk away from drugs and they can be clean for 20, 30 years and they make it. Where other people, they might have, they might slip up every once in a while. The best example is uh, the guy, Neil Strauss, who wrote The Game. It's the grossest dating book ever because it's basically, he created a society of pickup artists, how to pick up women, how to, how, you know, get them to have sex with you and then they never call them again like this is the 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 player and this guy had a book out for 10 years and then he really had a moment of change and now he wrote a book called the truth and Mm -hmm. he had this whole tribe this whole following thousands and thousands of men and now he teaches all of those men how to have a higher self-esteem which i just thought was amazing it's it's the it was the most is the biggest discovery that i ever made because even in his book about pickup artists, he said that, and I'm going to try to reference this. I always have it nearby because it's so powerful, I think, for women to realize that the pickup artist, the player, is really a, a man with an extraordinary low self-esteem that has a, a small window where he can capture your attention. He has a few lines. He has a few maneuvers. But the reason he doesn't call again is because he's out of material. <laughs> he only had that night. He has nothing else. He, he has nothing else. It's not that he doesn't want to call you. He does, but he just became a completely different person for a few hours. And now if you were to meet him for dinner, he would feel naked before you. Like, I, I, got, I got nothing. Um, but w- this line in the, in the book says it, says it all. He said, for all the self-improvement books I have ever read, I still wasn't above shallow validation seeking. None of us were. That's why we were in the game. Sex wasn't about getting our rocks off. It was about being accepted. Yeah. And when I read that, I thought, being accepted. So they were getting this momentary feeling of being desired, being validated, being accepted. But if you don't really know your value, Someone can tell you over and over again, you're valuable. I love you because so many women are, are just, they're trying so hard to get this through to the guy that they love and, and they feel like he can't feel their love. And, and a lot of times they can't. So they go out and they seek a fresh gumball, a new experience. And sometimes that's a strip club. Sometimes that's another woman. And, and sometimes it's just flirting with the waitress. They just, they get that attention fix and it makes them feel better about themselves. Sometimes it's getting a big deal at work if they're in sales, but there's a lot of different ways we can feel better about ourselves. But if they're always seeking that out as their source and it's external, then that's what I would say to observe. And sadly, very few master this or can get over it because they have to admit that they're doing it. It's just like an addiction. They have to admit, I'm really seeking attention 
and I should be seeking connection. And they don't see themselves as valuable or worthy enough for a connection. So that you have these great women dating these horrible men. And the man is like, he sees her and she's beautiful, but he, he feels so bad about himself that he cheats on her because his worth is so low. And then unfortunately, the thing he does to make himself feel better drives them apart. And so it's, it's definitely not this guy, Neil Strauss, that I'm referring to. He did go through a recovery period. He went back to his ex-girlfriend and he did cheat on her one more time. So I thought there's the lesson in that. This is a guy who was taking it head on, but he still cheated one more time. And she had to endure that. And she had to say, okay, I'm going to accept you. And she's still with him today. They even have a child. So if you stay with them and they are on a journey to become better, you have to know that there's a chance they'll fall off the wagon. There's a chance that you'll be cheated on. And with cheating comes all of those other risks, disease, a pregnancy with somebody else. And that's how a lot of people get in these situations because we want to trust, we want to believe in them. And I'm not saying either one is wrong, but I think if you look at it, here's the beauty of looking at it as high risk, then it doesn't become your problem. You finally, every girl, every guy can separate it and say, this is his issue that he's working on. But what a lot of people do is they, they feel rejected by the guy. And so they assume they're doing something wrong. And so they work harder to be attractive to him mm-hmm. instead of seeing, oh, you have this issue of going outside of our relationship to get validation. And I need to, we, you need to work on that. And if you can't accept it and you're always trying to be the one that brings it to his attention and you're the one bring, doing all the work, that's when, that's when I would tell all my girls to talk to somebody like you to say, is this, you're married. Tell me if this is going to work long-term because there is no better resource than happily married couples, calm couples that have no drama that just post their family vacations and their kids' school pictures. And you know, it looks boring, but they're not bored. They're happy. They're calm. They don't have drama and they can make your relationship look like a hot mess in a minute because you go hang out and have dinner at their house for a night. And I started doing this. I would hang out with my cousins that are married. And at first I kind of felt weird. So I'm like, well, I'm single and I'm hanging out with them and they're married. But they were like, no, come over. It's fine. So then I started babysitting for them. They had kids and I'd hang out. And man, that was like, that was my education. It's like this, this is what it's supposed to look like and sound like and feel like. And then I built relationships with their husbands and felt that respect from them just as a friend, which also really showed me what, what my conversation should be looking like with other men. And it was so drastic in comparison that it really, it, was, it, it made the gumball guys stand out so much more when I, when I started really allowing my circle to be so many good, strong men. Yeah, that's all such great advice. And I'm lucky. <laughs> you are. <laughs> we're, not, we're not perfect, and, and certainly it's all relative, right? And and we're. I think it's important to always be working on your relationship. It, there's different levels of uh, healthiness, and and we we're certainly trying to always work on ours. And 
listeners out there, if you want to come and have dinner, we do need a babysitter, so <laughs> you can you can observe. <laughs> but but yeah, all, all really really great information and, and awesome insight, Melissa. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna move forward now into the lasting love round, and it's our favorite part of the interview where we ask you a series of questions. Okay. All right. The first one is, what is one thing couples can do on a daily basis to help improve their relationship? I think listen to each other. Uh, I think there's so many, there's so much passive communication or obsession with our phones and social media and work that I think if you take time to really listen, that that can go a long way. I don't know. That was just the first thing that came to my mind, but um, yeah, but really listening and, and uh, not just, you know, hearing it, but not really paying attention. And even if it's five minutes of just focused listening, because the reality is the day gets away from you, but yeah, just taking that few minutes each day to really listen to each other. Awesome. Is there a book or resource you can recommend for couples? I recommend, for couples, anything by John Gottman and his wife, I feel like they are the most valuable resource. It's, I feel like it's the most content rich for couples to have information that's so well researched that uh, it just gives, I think, the healthiest perspective. Awesome. Uh, we'll go ahead and we'll be sure to add that to your show notes page as well as all the information you've given us today. Yeah. Um, is, uh, we've been married for almost two years. Is there any advice you'd give newlyweds? Any advice I'd give newlyweds? Um, wow. Just be grateful <laughs> because there's a lot of people that don't have what you have, you know, don't take it for granted. Uh, and, uh, be grateful and start early on working on your relationship. Don't wait till things go bad and don't get too, you don't get complacent. I think the best couples are always working on their relationship, even when things are good. Yeah. I think that's kind of exactly why we did this podcast before we got married is we wanted the resources and the ability to work on our relationship before we even had any issues. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because by the time you have an issue, then it's like digging a big hole yeah. instead of waiting, you know, d- fix the problem before there's a hole there or prevent it from even happening. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's all communication, right? Understanding each other, building intimacy, becoming closer and, and building that bond and strengthening your attachment to each other, um, is also so important. Those are the things that when I was with gumball guys, I never realized how I didn't have that. I didn't have true intimacy, trust, and, compatibility. I I didn't have freedom. And that's probably another thing I should add. You should feel calm and you should feel freedom. And if you have those things, uh, that those, those are the two most critical. And so anything you're doing to build on your relationship, I think should be deepening your, your intimacy and your closeness so that you just, you have total, I always say you're free to move about the cabin. (laughs) You know, you get to your cruising altitude, you need to be free to move about the cabin. And if you don't feel free or you feel encumbered, or you feel scared, or you feel vulnerable, those are the areas that I would focus on to make to just give yourself that freedom to be yourself. And then when you feel that freedom, 
then you feel free to grow as an individual. That, that's, that's also one thing too, is stay an individual. Don't become so coupled up that you forget who you are as an individual, because that's going to continue to make you more interesting to your significant other. And uh, also keep it spicy when you've got your own thing, he's got his own thing. And, uh, you know, that that's also very, it make, keeps things more exciting and interesting and, and exploring new things all the time, too, because we can kind of get into habits and I think we can become bored ourselves. So always kind of pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and, and growing as an individual as well as a couple. Well, if you could just boil it down to one single piece of advice for a successful relationship, what would it be? I think intimacy. Intimacy is the number one component. Without it, without intimacy and trust, you don't have a relationship. You have a pretend relationship and one that you're always trying to hold up with other things. So I, I think that if we really study what makes, what we're, if you really study what creates that intimacy and maintains it and that's what you work on, all the other problems will be secondary. We've so enjoyed having you on the show today and you've given us some great advice to us and our listeners. So let's finish by having you tell us where our listeners can find you and then we'll say goodbye. Okay. Awesome. So you can find me. My website is gumballlove.com. So there are three L's gumball and then love.com. My email address, if you want private coaching is Melissa at gumballlove.com. I do broadcasts on Periscope and Parachute TV, which is another channel on Periscope. So it's Parachute TV 1. And then I do a follow-up broadcast on Thursdays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. And the if you go to my website, you can get on the list to be the first to know about the book that's coming out in the next few months. That will be the exact formula of this, of how it starts all the way through from beginning to end, and uh, some other things that are happening along the way. So I would say I do my best work in private coaching, working with you one-on-one is really the most, where, we, where I make the most advancements with people because I can use your personal story and, and help you along the way. So, um, so yeah, that's where you can find me. And on uh, Instagram, it's Gumball Love. Twitter is at Melissa Ledger, and that's M-E-L-I-S-S-A-L-E-G-E-R. Where listeners can find all the information and links of today's episode on idopodcast.com. Go to the podcast tab and you'll be in the archives. And again, Melissa, thank you so much for your generous knowledge and for taking the time to come on the show today. Thank you. You too. It was a pleasure. Are you interested in learning five ways to improve your relationship on a daily basis? How about five tips for engaged couples or newlyweds? This information and more is our free gift to you when you go to idopodcast.com and subscribe to our mailing list. Thank you so much for joining us today on I Do Podcast. Head on over to idopodcast.com for full recaps of every show, relationship resources, tips, and advice. Your path to a successful and lasting relationship awaits you. Are you ready to create lasting love? Mm, 
You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our Sex Podcast Collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.